Project Sapient is a podcast meant to engage our brothers and sisters in the law enforcement and military communities in conversations that we all know we need to have. All opinions you'll hear are our own, are protected by our First Amendment of the United States Constitution, and in no way reflect or are meant to reflect the opinion of any specific agency, officer, or service member. Some opinions may be controversial. Listener discretion is advised. Enjoy. Project Sapient. Check us out at projectsapient.org. Email us, projectsapient2020 at gmail.com. I want to say thanks to our supporters, DCD Automotive, which is the Bach Group, new car group out of Mast in Delaware, AAA Police Supply, Havoc Journal, our partners at the Weekly Havoc Podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, and Joint Operation. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Instagram, I got to say lately, Iman's been posting less and less workout videos, and we have to talk about that. Well, um, actually, I have been slacking. That's, I'll admit that. It's been fucking cold. I wake up in the morning, and the shrinkage is real. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's like, oh, my God. I mean, what does that have to do with working out, buddy? Um, if the shrinkage is there, then I don't feel like working out. <laughs> it tells me that it is far too cold for me to even crawl out of bed. Savage. I get to be lazy at times, all right? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, speaking of shrinkage, <laughs> let's see it. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> hey, uh, so um, today uh, I'm not going to do one of my Havoc Journal articles. I'm actually going to uh, do uh, something. Uh, well, it's going to be on an article, but something worth mentioning and talking about because the false narratives that are out there is just amazing. Lots of that And it's, it's like, holy shit. I mean, social media and media as a whole have made everybody dumb. It's like, that, it's like, that mass psychosis, dude. Yeah. Well, is, is that a real thing? Didn't, didn't someone get, uh, didn't Joe Rogan have someone call about, talk about that? Yeah. Mass psychosis. And he got axed out. But he's been, no, he's been axed for, for the last oh, okay. year and a half. Okay, okay. It was Joe Rogan that had the balls to put the guy on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that, that, that's, well, here's the thing, like, mass psychosis or whatever you want to call it, it's nothing new. No, Fucking it's not. Hitler galvanized right. the entire country to kill 6 million Jews. And, 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 and more. And more. Uh, not just Jews, yeah, uh, more, a lot more, but, but. Saddam did the same. Stalin did the same. What, it, it's what there. I, what I think, and we're automatically going on a tangent, right? Oh, yeah. But what I think <laughs> is going on is that social media is accelerating it. Mm-hmm. I think these these psychological, ta- it's like Jordan Peterson, right? I think yeah. I had sent you oh, that yeah, video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tactics of, you know, I'm going to keep pushing until you push back a little bit. Then I'm going to take a step back. Yeah. And I'm going to keep doing that and then take a step back and then back and forward and back oh, and yeah. forth. And before you know it, you're three miles down the road. Yep. Right. Social media is accelerating that. I think. Absolutely. And, and I know we're, we're already on a tangent. Right. I haven't even started talking about this article yet, but it's all going to tie together. All right. <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, hopefully. No, it does. It does. Yes. So the, the article I, I found on uh, Law Officer, um, we are actually, I'm working on uh, getting this uh, uh, retired officer, now retired officer yep. from uh, Portland uh, Police Bureau uh, to actually come on Project Sapien to talk about 
her experiences in okay. Portland. And I've got actually a couple officers lined up to discuss last year's uh, insurgency, I'll call it. So wait, 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 wait. They've heard the show. Yes. And they're actually willing to come on. Yes. There's the psychosis. <laughs> Well, I'm hey, I'm listen, it, it is what it is. All right. So her name, uh, retired officer uh, Stephanie Hudson uh, out of Portland, Oregon. She po- she uh, basically spoke out against the city because they're doing a rehire push for the officers that left. Oh. <laughs> I wish you the best of luck with that. Portland. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me let me read the recruitment uh letter or you know the post so wait should we reference who we're getting this from uh this law officer i, I don't know okay. who wrote it no but well law yeah law officer they they wrote it so okay. it wasn't okay. like a, a separate uh news argument but listen mainstream media is not gonna write about this i don't dude you never know <laughs> i hope so because yeah, yeah. it needs to be told <laughs> i mean the story needs to be told yeah so here's the rehire retire rehire recruitment information this is what the Go post on. is called Initial employment screening disqualifying the following candidates. Ready? Any officers who have or will retire in lieu of being investigated or with a pending investigation or disciplinary matter, so you're uh, disqualified. Any officer where it has been determined that the officer intentionally trained others in methods known to be unconstitutional crowd control practices. What the fuck does that uh, mean? Fuck, fine. Oh, here. Any officer who were found to have violated city policy by cooperating with federal agents to attack Portland residents. Wait, is this, this is from their handbook? This is, this is like the rehire recruitment. Some HR person put this all together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, hold on, before, look, we're going to slowly build the blood pressure. My blood pressure. (laughs) We're slowly going to build it to cardiac arrest. Hold on. (laughs) Any officer with sustained complaints in their personnel file within the last 10 years for use of force, unconstitutional policing, or HRAR 2.02. I don't know what that is. Maybe we'll look it up. Yeah. Uh, And then the last one, the chief will further prioritize any eligible officer who reside in Portland. And then there's going to be the standard uh, Portland Police Bureau background investigation, uh, gap background covering uh, separated period. And then there's the medical, psychological, blah, 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 the usual stuff. H-R-A-R is um, Human Resources Administrative Rules. Oh, okay. All right. So it's HR, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's, um, let's first address attacking of Portland residents. Now, now we all saw the footage. We got footage from other officers uh, that were in Portland. We've got firsthand knowledge from officers that were in Portland and the attacking of Portland residents. It's, it falls into the whole media hype thing. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it's like when they're talking about the January 6th thing. Yep. Insurrection, insurrection day and blah, 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 blah. And like, okay, we broke a few doors. Sadly, I'm going to admit, sadly yep. a woman died. Yep. Right. And there's police officers that were traumatized from it. I get it. It wasn't a fucking insurrection. Mm-hmm. The media is hyping the shit out of it, mm-hmm. okay? And and furthermore on that, I saw a dude post a video about, hey, remember when Trump got elected on Inauguration Day, the whole city burned and people forgot about it. People forgot about the rioting. Uh, and it's like, okay, calm your tits, Yeah. right? So these people are 
generalizing, if it's the most generalized shit I've ever seen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They're generalizing, uh, helping, cooperating with federal agents to attack Portland residents. <laughs> what? Yeah. Now, hold on. So, this letter that was sent to retired uh, Portland uh, Police Bureau um, officer, uh, Stephanie Hudson, served uh, the Portland community for 26 years. Wow. She believes the department sent the letter to her in error. What do you mean? So it's, a, it's so they sent out letters uh, with this this verbiage or whatever yeah. to all the retired who uh, left. And the she job. was just on a mailing list. And she was just on a mailing. I got list. you. Okay. But she left, I believe, because of uh, PTSD and stuff like that, like uh, okay. issues uh, stemming from. But but again, I don't want to talk for her. Or right, right, right. You know, once we get her on, we'll get we'll get the full scoop of, of you know her reasoning. But anyway, so twenty six years, nevertheless, she sees the opportunity to send a truthful response, <laughs> which is like yeah. <laughs> Allow myself to introduce myself. All right. Well. So I'm going to read this. Right, okay. It. It's, it's, a, it's a little lengthy, but you know what? She spoke from her heart. Okay. And wrote from her heart, actually. Go for it. So she writes, dear PB, PPB chiefs, I, I assume Portland Police Bureau chiefs, mm -hmm. I can only assume that the letter regarding the retire, rehire program was sent to me in error. An officer of 26 plus years does not does not resign months before they are eligible to retire to go to another police agency where they take a pay cut and lose seniority unless it is pretty awful where they were at. Your letter states, you left at a time of great despair for the Bureau and the city of Portland. 2020 became a perfect storm that thrust our Bureau and the city into a very dark period. This sounds as if you feel that those who left abandoned the city in her time of need. But in reality, it is the, it is the officers who were abandoned. The darkness, destruction, and death to Portland was a result of your failed policies and lack of leadership. The perfect storm of which you speak was the demonization of police by the mayor's office and the city council members and the failure of the people. PPB leadership to stand up to them in support of their own officers. Now, do a quick pause. Um, retired Commissioner Gross yep. in Boston. Yep. When the city council tried to basically tell him to lay off the rioters and all that shit during our riots yep. in Boston, yep. he basically told them, stay your lane. Yeah. I'm dealing, we're dealing with it our way. Right. We're dealing with it the way we have to. Yeah. That is courageous police leadership right there, where he didn't bow down to the mayor and the city council, disapproved methods. No. You know, which none of them were disapproved. They were, they, they're <laughs> like, I'm like, you talk about a difference in leadership right there. You know what the, it's a very cowardly thing that the, the PPB, PPB chiefs did. Right, because the, we'll the, just call Portland Police. Right, Portland Police Chiefs. What the whole administration did. Yeah, when you, when you look at it, it's exactly what the liberal media does. Absolutely, right? they turn around, they take their mistakes, they try and, they and make you feel yeah. like you did it. Yeah, and now they just make it official by putting it out on a letter. Yeah, it's like the most denial I've ever seen. Oh yeah, you, you just <laughs> wait. You, wait, there's more. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> there's more. Your letter. So now going back into the letter. Your letter mentions considerable support for uh, from elected officials. This is laughable. 
Portland has a mayor who refuses to call out Antifa and condemn the riots, a DA who refuses to prosecute violent rioters, and a council member who accuses police of committing the arsons and violence that were committed by the rioters. Now, isn't this like like insane where, uh, again, this is coming from an officer who was on the ground, who heard, saw it all. Yeah, right. Look, she's got 26 years of experience. She's not the deer in headlights officer that's, oh, no, that, that no. can't take everything in. And she was taking everything in. Information that, that I've learned about this officer is she was one of the hybrid wolves out there. I believe she it. did the work. Yep. You know, and, and there's there's it, it, it's amazing to me that you take that level of experience and toss it out the window because you're trying to appease a bunch of fucking rioters. Well, that's exactly what it is, dude. It's appeasement. Yeah, no, that's what it is. So, uh, where do we, oh, all these previous, so back to the letter, all these, uh, previously mentioned people blame right wing extremists and the police for the violence and destruction in Portland. Do you recall Marquis Love? Love repeatedly punched and then kicked a man with whom he had no beef in the head and leave him unconscious in the street. It's a miracle that he didn't kill that man. Yet he received a mere 20-month sentence of which he probably will only serve a year out of the, uh, yeah, probably serve a year. Out of the 1,000-plus arrests made during the riots, probably only 10% were even prosecuted. Is that the considerable support of which you speak? This is the generalized, and, and I hate getting generalized because every part of the country and every Every state, every city, every municipality is different. Yeah. Right. But it's very generalized in the sense that we're deviating from criminals taking responsibility for their actions. It's called uh, personal accountability. <laughs> it's, but that's the, that, like, if you think about it, and I hate, again, to be generalized, if you don't commit crimes, you're not going to have to deal with us. That simple. Right. If you're not burning a city, you're not going to get. A baton across your head. <laughs> exactly. Or pepper sprayed. Exactly. So again, it's turning around and demonizing the very people that are trying to protect the city. 10% were probably prosecuted yep. out of a thousand. Yep. Why? See, that's where like people need to get up in arms about this shit. Mm-hmm. Not just her. She's doing a great job. I, voice is the first, first, first weapon that we have, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Voice and then the letter is the first weapon that we have. She's doing a great job, but we need to collectively, as police officers and our families and our friends, you're talking a million cops. That now extends to 10 million people. Mm-hmm. We need to be as vocal as this, this, this lady is, this officer is. So continuing on with this letter, the one obvious sign that has nothing uh, that has changed in the statement that the city will disqualify rehire candidates for cooperating with federal agents to attack Portland residents. That statement is beyond offensive. Yeah, it is. Oh, hell yeah. Those federal agents responded out of necessity to protect an occupied courthouse that was under attack. Now, we saw a lot of the footage from that courthouse. Sure did. It was literally under attack. Sure was. So what the, what the fucking HR individual there that wrote this up or the city that wrote this up, so they consider those Portland residents. You know, you know, 90% of those were probably not even from fucking Portland. No, they, they, they came from outside. They came from outside to fucking wreak havoc. We all know that. Anyways, back. Uh, those agents, yeah, responded to necessity uh, uh, to the occupier that was under attack uh, because the mayor wouldn't allow Portland police officers to do it. It was the federal agents, local law enforcement, and actual 
citizens of Portland who were being attacked by Antifa. Citizens with political and religious beliefs that oppose Antifa and those who are in positions of power uh, in Portland are left to fend for themselves. Just ask Andy Go. Meanwhile, the mayor was more concerned about punishing the feds for blocking the bike lane next to the courthouse. I remember that. <laughs> by co- and then uh, she goes on. By cooperating with federal agents, are you referring uh, to those uh, Portland police officers who were given federal credentials? Those federal con- credentials were necessary to arrest the most violent of offenders in hopes those offenders would remain in federal custody as opposed to booking them into the um, Multoma uh, County Jail where they would be released the same night and immediately commit more crime thanks to D.A. Schmidt. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's exactly, exactly it. it. That's exactly it. That, that's the thing. When when uh, Commissioner Gross went to the U.S. Attorney here in, 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 in our fair city uh, because uh, a certain D.A. would not prosecute uh, certain gang members and went to the U.S. Attorney's Office for help, and the U.S. Attorney said, yes, we will help you with your gang problem. Right. Guess what? Federal sentences are real sentences. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome to the big leagues. And as, and as much as the court system is, I, I don't want to say corrupt, but it's bogged down by a lot of politics, federal's the real deal, man. Yeah. Like, you, you can't really get around any of that shit. No, there's no, uh, when they say minimum mandatory is 10 years, no, right. you're going there for 10 years. Right. <laughs> you know, so anyways. Antifa became so emboldened with the lawlessness that was embraced by our city leadership that they actually began hunting and murdering people. Of course, one of the murder victims was deemed a right-wing extremist and Trump supporter, so no big deal, right? Thank God for those federal marshals who sought to bring that victim's murder to justice. Yeah. <clears throat> Each of your signatures on that rehire letter is an endorsement of the statement that federal agents attacked the residents of Portland. I don't know how else it can be interpreted, if you don't agree with that statement, it says more about you uh, that you still willing to uh, willingly signed that letter on January 6, 2022. Dude, it's exactly what I said before. They made it official by putting it out on a letter. Oh, yeah. And they endorsed it. Like, it, it's almost, and we were talking about this before, right? It's yeah. almost like, <clears throat> like a warlord trying to, to, to manipulate his people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? It's, it's that mass... Psychosis. It's the yeah. Hitlerism. It's yeah. the all that stuff. It's propaganda. Yeah, and she's calling it out. She is. I don't presume. Uh, she goes on. I don't presume to speak for other officers, but I can tell you that your letter was not well received. It has been described as tone deaf. Yeah. You might have more luck had you acknowledged the roles you, the mayor, and city council played in the perfect storm that thrust our city into a dark period. Leadership is bigger than you as an individual and sometimes requires you to step out of your comfort zone to do what is morally right. Holy crap. Imagine that. It is more than a bump in pay and a better pension. You don't choose a leader because of the color of their skin. You choose them because they have proven themselves to be qualified. You don't force a woman who was respected by her peers and worked her way through the ranks to become chief to resign because of the color of her skin. Do you have any idea what that did for the morale in the rank and file? Dude, there is in that paragraph, I mean, the whole letter is great, yeah. but in that paragraph alone, there is so much that, that I mean, we can, we can dissect the entire thing. Oh my God. But yeah. it gets into 
All right, like you might have had more luck when you acknowledged the roles that you, the mayor, and the city played in the perfect storm that thrust our city into a dark period. Mm-hmm. This is what people don't realize in the general public. We see it as police officers because we have our, our different lenses on. Yes. Right? Is that when we see something going down and then we see the reactions to it, we get disheartened because we know what's right. We yeah. know what the, the responses should be. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Generalize it a little bit. January 6th at the Capitol. Yeah. Okay. Whatever happened there, they were calling it an insurrection. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't. We know that. Especially if somebody like you who's had wartime experience, you know what insurrections are like. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't that. B, there's a narrative that's being played, like how she says here, uh, that played into the perfect storm that thrust our city into a dark period. They allowed it to happen. Mm -hmm. Because even in January 6th at the Capitol, the president asked the local people, hey, I got 20,000 troops. Do you guys want them? two days before this isn't conspiracy, mm-hmm, right? It was, mm-hmm. it's been made public mm-hmm. and they were like, no, mm-hmm. we don't want them. Mm-hmm. And so literally exactly what's going on. And, and I, again, I hate generalizing it, but you're starting to see the patterns everywhere. You're seeing it in Portland where they let this shit happen. They pulled back assets. They didn't allow the feds to the, the into the feds capacity. Mm-hmm. And all the feds wanted to do was like, Hey, we want to protect these federal buildings. Yeah. Right. They didn't allow it. They did it on purpose. And people fail to realize that. Yeah. That, that, I mean, to me, that right there was, uh, as they just, uh, as, as it's described the perfect storm, it's, it was the perfect storm for, for, for an, uh, an amazing insurgency right on American yeah. streets, just like what happened in Seattle. They allowed it. They allowed it. They allowed it in Seattle. You know, one of my close friends is on a SWAT team out there, yep. and when the Seattle mayor uh, told the SWAT teams to basically, you're no longer allowed to use tear gas, what have you, what have you, every single SWAT team, uh, uh, regional SWAT team that was in Seattle left. Yeah, well- Because they said, you know what? You just lost the city. <laughs> You're, we're not going to lose our lives. No, because here's the thing. They were they were winning in Seattle, the yeah, police. I know that. And right when the mayor decided to start throwing... But, but here's the thing what I don't really understand or get, if you know, to do morally right as, as a courageous leader, like Commissioner Gross said, stay your fucking lane. Right. What those officers or the leadership in Seattle should have done, stay your fucking lane. Yeah. We're trying to protect the city streets here. Dude, it's sad. It's sad because you know that it was just for a political agenda. They were willing to let the city burn. They were willing to let people die. They yep. were willing to let businesses and lives be thrust into chaos yep. just for news clips. News clips just for political points. Exactly. Just for a seat at the fucking house or something or, or something. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Is that not tyranny? Oh, hell yeah. That's it's complete it. tyranny. Yeah, that's part of it. That's, that's again, to me, the, the formula that was created in Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, uh, most of the West Coast, I should say, um, what is going on over there is just like a step-by-step, um, uh, what do you call it, like, like a dismantling. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, again, we, we read that uh, manifesto that you, uh, yep. you you posted, right? And and it was like, man, they're doing like step by step, exactly. It's death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, exactly. And and that's the thing is, is like, we see it. We know it. Yep. We see the bleed. We see the cuts that is being, hap- that's happening. And everybody else, you know, in the civilian world, they're all happy and dumb and, you know, working and let me go to the nine to five and mind my, my P's and Q's and blah, blah, right. blah. But very, very slowly- 
you will start to see your liberties and your other uh, freedoms, again, in a thousand ways, cut, 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 little by little. And before you know it, you've got fucking Gestapo at, at your front door knocking on your door uh, wondering, uh, did you go to church today or did you do this or did you do that or why? Or show wh- me your papers to eat. Yeah, that. What I've known through my background, interview, interrogation, and manipulation, okay? When you take people out of their comfort zone and then you offer them a comfort zone, they tend to just go. They oh, yeah. tend to just go with oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Right? They get a little uncomfortable and they go with it. It's just like those videos where... Sometimes they can get a little dramatic, but it's, hey, it's just two weeks. Mm-hmm. It's just a mask. Mm-hmm. It's just a quarantine. It's just a vaccine. Yeah, what are we, three, it's year, just a, three years into two weeks to fucking flatten the curve? Oh, it's whatever. just a this. It's just a that. <laughs> yeah. It's just a this. And then, yeah. again, goes back to Jordan Peterson. Before you know it, you're three miles down the road. Yeah. The thousand paper cuts didn't hurt. No. But you've bled out. Oh, yeah. You bled out and you had no idea. So Let me ask uh, you this now. Yeah. This part of her letter, I don't know anything about it. Maybe you can educate me on it. You don't choose a leader because of the color of their skin. What happened there? I, I do not know. We're going to have um, to ask her. We're going to have to ask her about this because uh, here's the thing. I, I I get exactly what where she what she means by yeah, that. I, and I, all I that. get it too. I just um, don't know the specifics. Yeah, I don't know the specifics. And, and you know, I was going to give an example uh, on, on, a, on a minor uh, thing where um, I went to a firearm instructor course. Uh, we had to get research and all that. And, um, and this was like a couple of years ago and, uh, we ended up going and, uh, you know, we doing it and, and there was, you know, police departments from all over the Commonwealth, you know, we're all getting reserted, all that stuff. And, um, one of the departments, they had three officers who were part of the air firearm training unit. Um, one of whom in reality should not have even been considered to be anywhere near it. Yeah. So when I talked to the, uh, guys, Excuse me. When I talked to the officers, uh, they said, you know, the only reason why she, a female, why she got that position is because the chief was, uh, was, a, was a woman and she wanted to give a firearms uh, position to a woman. Now, I have no problem with that. That's right. awesome. But why the most unqualified? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she failed on the first volley. <sighs> they sent her home. She was like that bad of a shot. And, and the guys were shaking their heads like, yeah, that, that's what we got. Like, but, but why would you put somebody in a position like that where she is supposed to train officers in marksmanship with a pistol and, and know, have knowledge about, you know, the weaponry? I, I bet you if you ask her what sort of bullets she, her department carries, hey, she probably has no idea. Yeah, 9 what, millimeter. What, what's but, a bullet? Yeah, uh, probably 9. But again, it's not that she's a woman or whatever. No. It's, it's about qualifications, which that, that right there is basically that's what it says to me. Like something happened in Portland where they decided to do whatever they do or whatever they did just to appease versus to actually put somebody who's qualified. Bro, we are living on our fucking knees. Yeah. We are living on our knees and people don't realize, and I hate to sound all conspiracy about it, but we're living on our fucking knees, dude. All this shit is getting way too far. MLK, uh, this episode is going to air probably after MLK holiday, right? Yeah. So MLK said it the best. The content of your character as opposed to the color of your skin. Yes. Right? Judge us by the content of our character. It's exactly what this officer is saying here. Judge people and bring people into the rank and file by their qualifications. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be equality. Yeah. 
Of course there should be. Like Again, I go back to Jordan Peterson because he's very smart. He was talking about, I think it was in the Netherlands, you know, why? and there was like a whole sexist thing going on, a debate with him. And he was like, let me ask you a question. Why is it that in the Netherlands, or forget what country it was, it was one of those countries, one of those Dane countries, <laughs> he, was, uh, he was articulating to the fact that why is it in the Netherlands that most engineers tend to be men? Mm-hmm. Most construction people tend to be men. Why do most nurses tend to be women? It's not a sexist thing, and it's not a qualification thing. It's just that they, they gear towards that. Now, this officer, she's got 26 years on the job. She was probably damn good at what she was doing, mm-hmm. right? But she's probably not going to be a DT instructor if she's not capable. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know a female DT instructor that'll kick both our asses. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she's qualified and capable. Yep. Yep. I just, it, I, it, it creates dangerousness. It brews and it, 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 it feeds into this bullshit. Oh, absolutely. So, so, uh, you know, I'll read the last paragraph and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get into a little more of it. Uh, so the, uh, she writes, uh, the Portland police bureau leadership, uh, needs leaders, not followers. Leaders who are willing to make sacrifices. Leaders who show their support for their men and women who work 24-7 to protect and serve its communities. Support that includes more than just the occasional pat on the back, uh, email for good work, or on some random call. Your letter indicates that nothing has changed. It simply highlights why those who could leave did leave. I suspect it will take a decade or more to repair the damage that has been done. At this point... I would be more concerned about finding good people willing to make policing a career. Good luck, Stephanie. She, she's very conservative on the decade. I think it's going to be more than that. Well, how, how many times have we said that that the resu- what's been going on for the past couple of years? We're we're like 20, 30 years now At in least. terms of like we're not going to see the turnaround in our in our timeline. You know, I don't think uh, in terms of of quality uh, officers and quality. Uh, uh, politicians and just quality training for the profession. We're not going to see it in our time. We've gone back, dude, at least two, three decades. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, the job is certainly not the same uh, 10 years ago, you know, as it was 10 years ago. Wasn't even the same five years ago. Yeah, it's not even the same five years ago. So, so it's like, holy crap. And, and, you know, just, just for them to have the audacity to even say that, Portland police officers helped federal agents attack Portland residents. Like, I'm like... I want to know where these Portland residents are that got attacked. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, what, what What they had was Antifa insurgents, yeah. which that's what they are. Yeah. Extreme factions rioting for months. Yeah, and, and it's like, how blind are you? They're not blind, Diamond. They're very smart. And I'm not saying that to pat them on the back in any way. But they're very smart in what they're doing. It's some, it's some art of war shit going on. Oh, yeah. And they're putting a lot of thought and a lot of effort into it. From manipulating the media, from manipulating the, the scenes, from writing letters like this. Writing letters like this to, to, to officers, dude. This was coordinated. This was staged. There was 10 meetings that went into this letter. Oh, you mean the, uh, uh, the, 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 the HR facilitation? Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was 10 meetings, 50 meetings that went into this. Oh, I'm sure. These five little paragraphs here. And they specifically put these things in there. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This, it wasn't like, a, you know, one boss saying, hey, we need more people. Uh, throw, out a, throw out a recruitment letter. 
No. No. <laughs> no, this was thought out. This planned. was this was planned and just the way it was worded, how, like any officer where it has been determined that they're like one of the any officer that has been determined that the officer intentionally trained in uh, others in methods known to be unconstitutional crowd control practices. Like, what, so what does that mean? Unconstitutional crowd control practices. Are you, are you saying like executing uh, a but protesters? Look, but look at how contradictory it is, right? They're, yeah. they're, they're talking about unconstitutional crowd control practices. They want to protect the Constitution, but on the next line, they have violated the city policy by cooperating with federal agents. Yeah, to attack Portland. To attack, but look at how contradictory that is. Yeah. They, they, they want to... They want to preserve the Constitution in the first one. Yeah. And then in the second one, they want to make sure that you didn't work with federal agents who federal agents have no bounds but the U.S. Constitution. Like, look at how stupid they are. Well, I mean, I remember back, you know, with the with the, with the the federal agents, they, they were wearing military camouflage oh, to, yeah. to, okay. to, to, to make it look like they're in the military. Like, <sighs> get the fuck out of here. Like, Shut up. They, they, they were picking at so much bullshit. You know, and, and we all saw, we, the thing is though, like, again, it's, it's, I, I always blame our profession for not speaking up. Yes. It's, it's, it's always like, I always bring it back to that. Like we saw what was going on in Portland. We saw what was going on in Seattle and we saw what was going on in other places. Why, you know, I, I think just like the Northeast to me is different though. Like our mentality, like when, 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 when Boston called for help, everybody fucking went. Everybody went to help, right? New York City, whenever they need help, fucking the whole Northeast goes down to right. help out, right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's different over here. There's different dynamics here. Yeah. There's different dynamics in the Northeast. There's different dynamics everywhere, right? But here, I think there's a very big silent majority here, Iman. No, I, I know. I know. And, and I, I know Bostonians made it fucking known that they weren't having it. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, they, they weren't having it. You know, I mean, just like when uh, when the fucking uh, boathouse and and fucking uh, speed bump speed bump uh, did that fucking Boston Marathon, and I remember the fucking media. Yeah, they were like, oh, if they survive, fuck them. Oh uh, no, if they die, whatever. You know, like it was very clear where everybody, what everybody felt. Well, it, it was our leadership dropping what wasn't important and turning around and saying, "We're gonna come get you." Yeah. And we're, we're going to do it. Well, and, and, and same thing with the, the riots in Boston. Right. Commissioner Gross said, uh, we're coming to get you. We're not going to tolerate it. We're not going to tolerate it. He, he, he made the distinction. If you want to protest, by all means, we will, it's we your will constitutional support, right. Yeah. We will support that. But the minute you start lighting shit on fire and throwing Motlov cocktails and throwing piss and piss and fucking shit at our officers. Absolutely. We're done. I mean, you, you I mean, you remember that dude, it was piss it was, do you remember the ice cream? Yeah. Things, the little yeah. ice cream things that yeah. were filled with cement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was insane. Hoodsy cups with yeah. cement. And it was, hey, we're not going to tolerate it. Not going to get into specifics about yeah. a certain uh, area, but the commander of the area said, make sure, I'm going to have your heads if you don't do this, make sure that you're protecting these people's rights. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't during like the... Um, like it wasn't like the Antifa ones where it was like, yeah. fuck, let's burn yeah. it all down. It was another protest. Yeah. Make sure you don't violate these people's rights. Make sure that they can protest. Just make sure that the public safety is accommodated. Yep. And if they step foot on this property, you take them. Yeah. And we were all like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what balls is this man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah, right. Right. It, Same when. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, but, but that's the way it should be done with, with courageous leadership. Like, 
It, it, same thing with with the uh, sheriff down in Florida when when he was doing the dif- difference between protesters and rioters. He was hilarious. He you know he had two pi- two two pictures. Yeah. One of peaceful protests, you know, holding up signs, right. the bullhorn, all that good stuff. This is a protest that right. he showed uh, rioters burning or whatever. This is a riot. If you do this, meaning the riot, we are going to come after you. If you protest, that's your constitutional right, and we will protect that. Elephant in the room, ready? Yeah. I don't know if you saw it. I know that there's plenty of people that were my, on my end that saw it. Did you see protesters getting paid? I do remember seeing that. Literally, agitators walking around, giving them fifty, giving them fifties, oh, yeah. saying, "Go break that window." I remember that. And kids were going, "Yeah, fuck yeah!" They had no idea what they were there well, for. That's, that's what it is. If if you recall, a couple interviews um, with with you know these people that got arrested, they had no idea why they were there. There was just, right. hey. <laughs> It happened in my city where where I work. Um, you know, I was I was in the crowd as an undercover to uh, to kind of you know feed intel to the uh, to the uh, uh, command center and all that stuff. And I would overhear people. They had no idea where they were. Right. They just knew that to be at this place at, at, at that, such yep. a date. They had no idea why they were there. Professional agitators. Yeah. That's that's the only reason I, I could never uh, like I'm, I'm like overhearing this I'm like wow you know it was one of the it just popped into my head one of the best videos I saw I think it was out of Portland where the uh, the SWAT operators were driving like a minivan and they picking up the agitators and they pulled up to a kid and they just they <laughs> grabbed, grabbed them, threw them? them in the van yeah it, remember know, the outrage over that yeah well one it was <laughs> all the vans were rentals which we all know that's happens uh, like yeah, yeah well yeah i mean that's that's how we we are able to freaking get cars quick but what's funny is what they were we all know what they were targeting they were targeting the leaders right. they were targeting the actual agitators the ones who were paying people to do this shit and they were all federal agents and guess what Hey, welcome to the fucking, welcome to the, uh, welcome to the party. I said to a politician, I've promised not to name them on the show, <laughs> but I said to a politician the other day, if, if you, you run things in a parallel universe in your mind yeah. and I do this in business, you run things in a parallel universe, the what ifs, yeah. but you actually feel like they're happening. And I said, look at places like Portland, for example, if you ran it in a parallel universe where there was a legitimate protest and even if it wasn't legitimate, they wanted to protest the color of the sky being fucking blue. Yeah. They were there. They didn't get violent. They didn't start trying to burn things down. Yeah. Would any of this happened? Oh, hell no. Hell no. That's the alternate universe. And people, it, again, it, it's, it ties into everything. Like the 9-11 commission, there's a lack of imagination exactly. on these things. Here's the thing, like, you know, uh, in our area where we worked, um, how many protests actually happened? I mean, it was a lot. It was a lot. Yeah. But guess what? They were peaceful protests exactly. we weren't concerned about. We weren't concerned about that because you know what? They wanted their voice heard. They're allowed to make the, the to have their voices heard because that's their constitutional right. And they did it peacefully and they did it uh, with class and fashion, shaking hands with cops. Like, hey, we know you're not, you, we know you're not the enemy. <laughs> right. We just want to voice our opinion uh, by all means. You know, I, exactly. I, I shake their hands in a heartbeat, you know, but the minute... You become you, you. An insurgency starts to erupt. It needs to be eradicated immediately. The second that there's violence, the second oh, yeah. that it's like yelling fire in a crowded theater. Yeah, I mean the the Supreme Court's looked at that <laughs> with speech. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you like I say it all the time. There's hundreds and maybe millions of people that have broken their necks for our freedom of speech. Absolutely. Yeah, a friend of mine that died in uh, overseas at war. Exactly. You know, there's millions of people that have that have 
they've gone through so much to make sure that my children, when they're of age, can go out and protest what they feel their government should be doing. Exactly. It's a fundamental issue. Again, twisted around the fundamentality of it, right? Our government has taken a 180 degree turn from its intent and purpose. Absolutely. They've become rulers as opposed to representatives. Yep. I said it to a buddy of mine when we were down at the Boston Harbor. I'm like, remember what happened in this harbor? Yep. Remember the tea? Mm-hmm. Like, do we have to go rent a truck full of tea <laughs> and, throw <it> <laughs> and throw it again? Like, like it, it's just amazing to me that that how the audacity of the uh, city of Portland for this rehire uh, recruitment uh, thing and the way they just went about it. Again, like you said, this was like maybe a couple months in the workings with all the fucking big wigs, <laughs> uh, you know, getting together and, you know, fucking collaborating, eat, eating cheese like the rats that they are, <laughs> you know, fucking uh, willing to fucking dime out their own mothers. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, and just putting together this fucking like it, it's it's stupid. Like it, we're boots on the ground. That's what I always say. I always say you need to listen to the people who are boots on the ground, who are fucking working day in and day out to protect you and your loved ones in, in yep. the, the respective communities, the country, all that stuff. Don't listen to the fucking leadership. Listen to the guys on the ground. Now, if the leadership are courageous, absolutely listen to them because they have the backs of their friggin' guys. You know, they'll back their guys and gals up 110% of the time. But when you have leadership like Portland, you know, they're not the ones that should be heard. You know, it, it just should be people like Stephanie. Exactly. You know, like I just got the, I was thinking about her whole letter here. Mm-hmm. And everything that's, you know, all the stuff that's in this article. Guys, we're, we're going to post the uh, the link from lawofficer.com on there, yeah. right? Yeah. All it really shows me from a behavioral standpoint is that PPB is desperate. Oh, no, they, they're very desperate. But but they shot themselves in the foot. <laughs> How can you be desperate, right? And then put things down like uh, any officer who were found to uh, violate city policy by cooperating with federal agents to attack Portland residents. How are you going to get anybody to say, oh, okay, I'll come back. By all means, fuck me again. She could have written this letter with two words or three or four words. You're desperate and pathetic. Yeah. Because that's this is really pathetic what no, they're this doing. Is, this is small. This is tiny. This is fucking like, again, as, as a professional law enforcement officer that we are and the true practitioners in the trade craft, this is probably fucking one of the, like... Half the time, I'd like to believe it's the onion that did this article, <laughs> like some sort of satire or something. But we know it's not. No, we know this is a fucking real letter. And, and if people don't speak up like this officer did, like Stephanie did. Again, more officers need to talk. The silent majority isn't going to do it for us. Look at look at what's going on in the Northeast without naming the agency about the whole vaccine mandate thing. Yeah, I don't care what your position is on it, but you know what? These officers need to be heard silencing them is not going to do it. It's not going to do anything. It's going to enrage people like me who were in, in the middle of it. Yeah. Who were in the, like I, what I mean by in the middle of it, I was moderate about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's enraging me. But the, the fact that you're muzzling them. Here's the thing. Like, like with us, like me and you said, we, yeah, we got the jab and, and that was our choice because we were at, Hey, if you want to do it, do it. If you don't have, you don't have right. to like, yeah. Okay, cool. My decision. Let me do some research. I'll do the, you know, Informed well, in, consent. Exactly. Informed consent. Now it's flipped to, we're going to shove it down your throat, whether you want to or not. 
now we've got a problem. Exactly. <laughs> and, and like I said, when you're in the military, you get the jab. I don't give a fuck. That's you signed the dotted line. You need to be a ready fighting force. Right. And it is what it is. But as a civilian uh, in the civilian population, you're not bound by the rules of the UCMJ by the military. No. You, know, you, you, you have rights to decide what you want to do. And even with the, and I've said it before, even with the military, I believe there should be more due diligence because it's so new and so experimental. And that's only from like a safety point of yeah, view. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear that's, you. That's the only reason no, I, I say that. Yeah, no, you know? I gotcha. And, 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 but again, for you and me, we, we made the conscious decision. My decision was, well, you know what? I got jabbed with fucking everything in the military. Right. My, my body's Thunderdome, so I don't give a fuck. Right. You know, so it's like, whatever. And from some of the shit that I've put in my body, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, that's like, you know, it's just, again, informed consent versus muzzling people, firing them, you know. That's my problem. And and you're firing really, really good. Now, if you fire a fucking shitbag officer or whatever, it's not going to really, you just, you just, you know what, by all means go. But, but what I'm seeing is officers that actually do the job are the ones that are getting fucking relieved of their duties uh, because of, of that whole bullshit again go into that parallel universe for a second right Mm -hmm. use the imagination and think to yourself that if our founding fathers or the 20 years after this country was created and they said man this is looking pretty good Mm -hmm. like we kind of did this the right way right and everybody started flocking here by the millions started flocking here right because you can always tell how good a country is doing by how many people want to come in versus out when when i came when i came here when i was a kid because of civil wars everyone wanted to come to america we knew how good it was imagine the founding fathers hearing these debates right now and going bro what the fuck is wrong with you yeah what did we just do yeah Yeah. overthrew their tyrannical government that was uh that was on us and to create what another one now think about it these guys overthrew the the greatest fighting force empire on the planet created a federal government and limited it severely limited its size purposely purposely because they knew what happens when the government (laughs) is way too much in control it's like legitimately a father thing but here's the thing right you know one thing i you know my chief said it best, right? When parents are calling police to get their kids out of bed, this is what's happening, right? When, when you, you know it, when you get the 911 call from some mom, my son doesn't want to go to school. And you're like, really? That's like to me, like to me, and, and, and he, he said it, like talk about allowing the government overreach you're allowing it you're exactly allowing it, you know and, and it's you're like, inviting it exactly so so when you have uh you know mom or dad who call 911 because their kid fucking threw out the dinner plate and now you don't know what to do you call the police <laughs> it's like jesus but again it it it's it I, again i put the blame on us for the average american citizen for allowing that to happen because one you're fucking lazy and don't want to parent anymore. So now you want big government to do the parenting for you. That's what gives that, again, that thousand cut, right. that, that mile down the road over and over again, where now they're like, oh, yeah, parents can't, uh, can't uh, uh, raise their kids. Now we have to create agencies that will monitor. Exactly. And, you know, like, it's like. And the cycle continues and, and cycle it expands. Continues. Yeah. And, and you get issues like Portland. But you do have the officers like Stephanie Hudson, yep. who eventually say, enough. Yeah. 
And she calls things out. Well, uh, Officer Stephanie Hudson, uh, KP from Fit Cops. KP from Fit Cops. And, we've and had, yeah. We've had, we've had a few officers actually on the show who yeah. have finally said enough and they're not going to have it anymore. As much as as much awesome as she's doing, as much as as hey, do you know what I just realized? What? A lot of these whistleblowers are women. They have more balls than we do. <laughs> Actually, that's true. They're tougher than we are. How many guys do you know are doing this? Come on, dudes. Actually, one that we had on the right. show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look at think about that. Yeah. The woman scorned, man. <laughs> hey, dude, you, you know, you know. I don't you, want to piss a chick off. Hey, you know, when the when the when the drug dealer gets into domestic with his old lady, and his old oh, lady yeah. says, "Hey, he's got seventeen kilos in the basement." By all means, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> by the way, here's some videos yeah, too. Yeah, Dude's yeah, like, "Fuck." Yeah, exactly. No, man, th- these officers should be put on a pedestal for what they're doing, and it and guys and girls need to see this, and they need to get empowered. Absolutely, by it. they're speaking up, and what I love about it is that. There's a lot of fear about speaking up. Yeah. Right? But people don't realize these officers weren't dragged away and put into a gulag, were no, they? No. <laughs> no. They're making a difference. They are making a difference. And and just having their voices heard like this is is the way to do it. Having I mean, I just love how she was she just called them out. Yes. I love it. That's the way it should be. Absolutely, That's man. She called them be. out. She called them out. And at, you know what? Our government in every capacity, from local, state, federal, you name it, is designed to be called out. Exactly. Exactly. 100%. And we need to take responsibility of it. Yes. And, and you know, if anyone knows her, uh, please, I know uh, I'm working on getting her on the show, Yeah. but please, uh, you guys are going to listen to this before she probably does, or she's going to listen to it on, on uh, when it comes out. But please have her reach out to us, projectsapien2020 at gmail.com. Uh, um, we want to get her on as soon as possible. Absolutely, man. Hey, I love this episode, Iman. This was yes, really sir. good. We're going to post it. Uh, it's a lawofficer.com episode. Hopefully, you know, guys, we've been growing, man. Tens of thousands of listeners. Thank you so much for making us the number one military and law enforcement podcast on the planet. Projectsapient.org. Iman gave out the email, projectsapient2020 at gmail.com. We get hundreds of emails all the time. Guys reaching out just to shoot the shit sometimes, even on Facebook Messenger or whatever. We want to say thanks to our supporters, AAA Police Supply, Havoc Journal, partners at the Havoc Weekly Havoc Podcast, Second Mission, Live Boston, OD Kit, Eagle Eye Firearms, Gun Track, Fit Cops, 22 Mohawks, Joint Operations. And did I mention DCD Automotive? Yes. I forgot them. <laughs> Guys, we love you. Stay safe. Stay safe, Ian.